This is the Life Journey Podcast with Quentin, a.k.a. Q Gauz No Days Off. From on the field and off the field, NFL player and entrepreneur. Motivating you to be the best you can be and getting you out of your comfort zone. Sharing with you travel, sports, and entrepreneurial tips with amazing guests on the show. Now, get ready for your life to change with the Life Journey Podcast and your host, Quentin Gauze. What's up, everybody? How's it going? This is the Life Journey Podcast. We are here with a special guest on today. We have Adrian Collier, man. Um, Rochester native, um, ended up going to Syracuse University playing ball. Just a beast on the football field. I looked up to this guy um, at, in high school. I, yeah, I had like, I still have, the, actually the picture's still up in my room. Um, in high school, yeah, like I constantly like watched him and followed him because I, you know, he admired, I admired him um, in, in the way he played. So like, no, I appreciate you being on the show today, man. Like, uh, thank you, thank you. This is awesome. It, it's a blessing. <laughs> And, and it's funny how God works, how, you know, I was your inspiration as a child and, and how it turns around full circle and how you inspired me every day to be better and to achieve greatness. Um, I'm not sure if you remember that uh, that bus trip me and you took. Yep. Yeah, it was just like, um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I was heading I was heading to Rutgers, I think. Yeah, you were heading to Rutgers. I was heading back to, to Syracuse. Yep. Um, and... It, it was just like one of those moments where it was like, hey, I know you from somewhere. Hold on. Uh, and, and I seen you with the Ruggers bag. So we just started talking about football. And then next thing you know, we're from the same area. You were like, oh, my God, I'm sitting here talking to Avery. <laughs> and uh, it, it, was, it was a great conversation, man. You were still doing your little DJ thing. So you had your headphones on, your <laughs> DJ equipment. Make, make, making mixes on the, yeah, on the train. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> and so you talk about your little side hustle. So, you know, oh, I was man. able to see your ambition. From, from that that young of an age and then you know fast forward I think it was a year or two later mm-hmm. um, you invited me to come up to New Jersey to do the interview with uh, SNY yep yep and uh, you know just knowing all your accomplishments being a, a finalist for academic Heisman um, just just carrying yourself so well and, and always persevering and, and making it through you know despite all the odds you know not getting drafted and still fighting for a spot on a team, getting cut, fighting for another spot, and being able to take, you know, your mission and your plan and transition it to, you know, Iron Visions and, and all the other works that you do within the community. I think that that's just amazing. And, and it's a testament to, to God, for one, and, and your hard work and, and your dependence and knowing that he's going to provide if you do the work. No, I appreciate and, that, man. So, yeah, just, I'm just grateful to be here. <laughs> no, man, much love. Like, so... Let's kind of dive into it, you know, at, at the same time. So, like, what right now, what are you doing? Um, you have some amazing things going on, and uh, I think, you know, the world definitely has to hear about it. So, like, let's dive in, like, the industry you're in, and then also, like, growing up as a child, like, what was your experience like? Yeah, um, so uh, I started uh, a company, a uh, foundation, uh, a nonprofit, uh, Heroic Hearts Foundation, and Heroic uh, stands for, it's an acronym for Humans Everywhere Reconstruct our international community mm-hmm. um, but I also kind of tweaked it now it's uh, humans reconstruct our interconnected community because um, I think that's something that we don't realize is that every community is dependent on another community right and so we're all connecting that's something here in Rochester uh, I truly believe we, we, we fail at realizing um, and so that's kind of where I, I reshaped it rechanged the name to that 
Um, but yeah, so working in, I've been working in uh, government and politics. Um, when I was down in DC, I had a, worked in the government contract um, for the Department of Defense and, and worked uh, on my site was Arlington Cemetery. Mm-hmm. And so being able to meet a lot of, a lot of dignitary and you know lead uh, you know world leaders uh, coming in and, and helping their reconnaissance team uh, do recon and, and planning their visit uh, i got to see a lot you know i, I met the the duke of kent you know what I mean? <laughs> met, met the, cool. when the when the, the new president of uganda uh, when he came to visit obama i got to meet him and his, his staff um uh the president of nigeria so there's so many different dignitaries that i was meeting and on top of giving them a, a tour of the cemetery where our typical tour was just going to Kennedy grave right. laying, laying a reef at the tomb of the unknown. And then, you know, getting them out of there. And what but, was that? And what was that experience like though? Like when you got these big, uh, you know, I would just say, yeah, you got these big names coming in. It, 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 it was cool. You run like, countries. Like, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. They, they're human <laughs> just like everybody else. Yeah. yeah. But it, it was, it was a great experience because they're they're curious about america they're curious about our history they're Hmm. curious about uh you know where we come from and and so being able to be around a lot of the african leaders one of the things that i showcased to them were uh you know joe lewis gravesite you know where the former slaves were buried at um just seeing different aspects of african american history was something that enticed them Hmm. and so uh seeing that i was like well why don't I kind of jazz it up a little bit for, you know, the other nations? And why don't I let them know where their history is? So, um, mm. like, when the Israelis came in, uh, telling them, you know, we got a whole group of, you know, uh, Jewish Americans that fought in World War II. They were like, oh, man, yeah, that's something we want to see. You right, know, you want to match it to their interests. Yeah, you want to keep it real. So just being able to appeal to them, um, it kind of gave me a good reputation and right. you know eventually one of the guys that I uh, worked with on a regular basis was like hey man I know some people um, you know I, I think you'll be you have a good fit at, at the UN and so kind of got networked with them and, and met with them a couple times really didn't understand or know anything about the UN and they were like yeah just, just go like like we think you you're fit for it and me and at the time uh, my business partner um, a former teammate from Syracuse, me and him uh, went up to the UN and, you know, it it was kind of a, a daunting experience because like, you're like, I'm at the UN, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's such a, a, a grand place. It, it has so much stature. Right. And uh, so we were at the event and they were discussing um, uh, creating a definition for family. Mm-hmm. And so the you know, Catholic church, you know, foundation, you know, their, their strict belief of a family is man, woman, and child. And, and so that's kind of what, where I come from. And so kind of thinking the same type thing, like, okay, yeah, yeah, it kind of makes sense. And then I had to kind of take a step back and really was thinking about it. Cause at that time, uh, Uganda were, were mutilating, you know, uh, women's genitalia, mm-hmm. um, it was a huge issue with Russia denying uh, homosexual families uh, the right to adoption mm. and stuff like that. And so kind of thinking it from a global level, I'm like, wait a minute. Like if we sit here and put that as a definition, like these countries are going to be able to justify their their actions 
based on something that we collectively recommended to be put in policy. So I kind of was like, okay, how do I speak? And so I kind of pressed the button and uh, and kind of presented that to to the chair. Right. And you know, after that, he was just like, "Who are you?" Like, wait, wait. wait. So when, okay, explain that though. Like when you press the button, like this is like in the massive. Yeah. So you're you're you're, you're, you're in a huge chamber, and so to be able to speak, you you have to press a button, and that button translates green. Does it translate like onto all languages or something like that? Yeah. You you have a whole staff of, of translators behind you. And, and they're like in their own little booths. Oh, so, so like they're like, yeah, so, so, when you're so speaking, they hear what you're saying and they'll, they'll translate it. <laughs> that's and, and so, yeah. You get the headsets so, on and everything. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> that's what, oh, that's how it goes. Okay. And, and so <laughs> they were kind of like, like, yeah, that's that something sense. we wanted to hear because if nobody con- contested it, that's something that they have to put in the recommendations because there's no objection to what they're saying. Yeah. And so kind of it was refreshing for me to kind of say that and the chair was like oh yeah he brings up a great point we're gonna not put this in as our recommendation if it circle back to it and i don't think they ever did but uh-huh. um afterwards he kind of was like hey like you two you know you brought a lot of good stuff to the conversation how about you guys lead a breakout group the next day and so we're like okay never let a breakout group i don't know what we're talking about and right. then the next day we leaded um the north american organizations in a breakout group was probably about 50 60 people mm-hmm. and and being able to get them all engaged uh in the conversation and, and moderate you know where the conversation was going so right. we could come up and create recommendations for for the topic uh the major topic at the time uh, of the event and, and one of the things that you know i kind of noticed was we had a lot of students from uh, mcgill university i'm not sure if you yeah mcgill i heard of mcgill yeah yep. yeah and so they were the youngest people in the room outside of myself right and then everybody else was probably about 40 50 up with 30 years <laughs> of experience at the uh, un right. and, and they're pushing that same agenda and so i kind of force them like hey you guys like get closer in the circle you know what do you guys got to say about this and ironically i had no idea you know th- this group of kids this probably was uh the head of the organization he was it was the second time there and he was like we just come in here and sit like we don't say anything and i'm just like no you're here <laughs> like you have yeah. a seat at the table exactly. you know put you know put so, your input in yeah, exactly and so you know you, uh, change, you changed it up but yeah um, yeah yeah so. so so small story you know long story short um the chair like really appreciated that uh, being able to get everybody engaged in a conversation and be able to keep the conversation flowing. And so after that, you know, all the groups come in together and I kind of gave a good summary of what our conversation was about. And he was just like, keep coming back. Like we got another event next month and, you know, we want you to come back. And so I kept coming back and I started working and representing another organization, New Future Foundation, um, with uh, Queen, uh, Queen, Queen Mother uh, Dolores Blakely and and i was literally going back and forth from dc probably every other weekend to go out for meetings or just to be at the un to see what was going on or just networking um making all the conferences that i can make so this entire so the the entire experience for you like from just you taking everybody listening like from you just taking action and speaking up like yeah created opportunity yeah some people are afraid to step up and like talk and like you know put their out you know you know you know let their ideas be known 
and yeah. they'll never, you know, never happen for him. But like you, like you stood, you just like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna speak from my chest, <laughs> say it from your chest, you know. Like, yeah. you know yeah. and, and, yeah. and like they listen. In, in but, sense, yeah. but that just says a lot, though. Like you know, a lot of people don't don't. Uh, or they're afraid. They're afraid yeah, to be heard. It, it, it was it was nerve wracking. It, it had to it be. Was. Had to be. But, but <laughs> you felt was. good though. Like yeah. after you did it, you're yeah, like, yes. definitely, definitely was yes. was a good feeling. Um, and, and the relationships that I built um, led me to work on uh, work on the committees, um, work on a couple committees. I worked on a couple conferences, uh, assisting the chair on. Um, working on different documents and stuff like that so it, it, it became a great experience and you know now i have an international family you know with people from cambodia people from africa people from europe all over where like some mornings i'm up at four o'clock just to have a conference with right. somebody like, in africa <sighs> at, at in this 10 o'clock over there on their time they ever try to like <laughs> fly they, they ever try to fly you out uh, Nobody ever tried to say, "Hey, you know what? Come on out here. We, we no, got you." No, uh, I have had opportunities where I could have, but I, I want you know projects to be more concrete. Yeah, uh, you know, I want I don't want it to be a, a vacation. Right. I want it to be actually me doing some work and me having it being meaningful. Right. Um, right. And, I just, and that, I know I would travel. I know I would travel. No, I, don't no, know. I, would, I would travel. I, I would but. love to, but, but like I said, man, when when you sit here and work on a committee and you yeah. you see the the struggles of two thousand different organizations uh, financially, where a lot of them can't even make the the NGO conference right. uh, that we have. And you know our budget on the committee is super strapped. I think fifty five hundred dollars is what our budget is this year for our conference. Like we can't fly nobody in. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So why whatever little bit of money that I would have them do, why would I have them fly me in without having a project and something that's going to be concrete and, yeah. and follow through with? That makes and, sense. and that's just you know that's me being selfish. And and, and I felt like that would be wrong for me to do when they could spend that money to be able to come to New York. And, and get a network and be able to maybe find a financier um, to help them out with, with what they're doing, you know. And so those are like, you know, that's probably the major reason why I haven't, you know, taken anybody up on their offer to fly to their country um, because of that. Like, and just legally, um, you know, a lot of these organizations need legal representation. Mm-hmm. That's something huge um, that, you know, people don't understand being, a, being able to create their own bylaws. Um, being able to understand how to set up, you know, different legal aspects of, of what they're doing. So when they come to America for financing, for all that, their paperwork is lined up. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have all that. They, they understand how to take minutes of their meetings so they can have all this documentation to to validate what they're doing and not just, you know, the, the great work that they're doing in their community. And so, you know, these are different aspects and different avenues where, you know, I'm trying to help and branch out where, hey, you know, if a law firm want to do some pro bono work with, with some associates, I, I'm the guy. <laughs> you know, I can bring them to a network of people to, to give them, you know, great experience in the international community where they're learning international policy, international law, um, as well as, you know, whatever local uh, whatever nation that you know that nonprofit is in, right? So, so, so those are different aspects that that needs to need resources that need to be out there now, and I and I see it from our generation, you know, of 
you know, 2008 to 2015 graduates, mm-hmm. you know, we're right in the thick of a recession. So a lot of us weren't able to go in and get these corporate jobs or, or work at Fortune 500 companies unless we had, you know, a great network where our father works there or, or somebody knew somebody that knew somebody. Right. So a lot of us created our own jobs. You know, the, the Mark Zuckerbergs, the Facebooks of the world, the Instagram. Got to. Yeah, and, you had to. Yeah, yeah, you had to. You had to be creative in that sense. And so I see this, uh, what I'm doing here as a great opportunity to network a lot of college students, uh, you know, young professionals into the international community as a huge resume builder. Um, first and foremost, uh, on top of, you know, gaining the network, this is something that you can put on your resume. And when you go to a, a Fortune 500 company or go to a major city, mm-hmm. you can you can have better leverage on demanding, hey, this is what I want for my check. Uh, right. This is what I want for my on, signing bonus. <laughs> and, so. and, and this is the, the network that I have back in me. And you know, validate me asking for this. Right. And so let's let's kind of let's let's take a quick break, real quick. No, that's some good stuff, man. Like a lot of kids should know about this stuff, but like it's just not you know we're not educated on it, right, or right. people don't seek it. They don't seek it. You know. Right. Um. So we're gonna take a quick break. This uh this break is brought to you by Applebee's. Um. Eating in the na- eating in the neighborhood. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. The Life Journey Podcast. We're here with Avery and Collier. Um, man, there's some amazing things like from foot, playing football to the United Nations um, and, and beyond in uh, heroic as well, too. You got, you got to talk a little even more about that. But uh, yeah, man, kind of kind of dive into um, how can kids get in? How can college students or kids from high school, college get involved in your career path right now? How, how do they get involved? How do you, how do I start? Uh, the, the best way right now is to join the United Nations Association of Rochester, okay. uh, which I am a part of as well. And so I'll be working with them on, on facilitating a lot of the stuff that, that I plan on doing mm-hmm. here in Rochester. Um, and that's, that's the, the, the best, the easiest way, um, for college students is free. So that that's way you can be able to get the network you can understand and get to kind of learn about the un and, and i think that's one of the the first things that people should do um is learn how the un functions um and and learn how the agencies interact uh, that's probably was one of the most difficult things uh, for me uh, getting involved because it was like, hey, we should be able to do this, this, this. And, you know, I want to have access here because, you know, you get ambitious and you're like, now that I'm here, you know, you got your chest all poked out. And then it's like, wait a minute, there's procedures for this. There, there's steps for that. Like you might have a great idea, but how do you know that that, that idea wasn't tried three or four times already? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there, there's all different types of mechanisms in place so that doesn't happen um and and there's so many different people to to get that information to before you can even get approval for any type of funding any type of okay or anything and so being able to understand and and learn that aspect i think is is the most important part and so if you can get involved directly with the un at a younger age that's vital that's, that's vital You're right um, it gets so, you connected early. yeah get you connected early it, and on top of that when you say you apply for an internship or a job with the un yeah you you have direct knowledge um one of the biggest problems 
uh, the UN has had, you know, since its conception is everybody's creating a model UN program and mm -hmm. it's not how the UN functions. So imagine you, you know, working at the UN and you're looking at all these resumes and you see a kid and from high school all the way through college, yeah, I worked on model UN and you're like, oh yeah, this is a great resume, 4.0 student and highly involved in the community. And then when he comes to the UN, he's like, okay, so what did you guys do at the model, uh, with, during your model UN program? And it's com nothing like what the, how the UN actually functions. And so now this kid that you thought was game ready, you know, in the NFL term, game, game ready, ready, he's not, <laughs> you know, he, he's not ready to, to be put in play to do anything. Right. So, it, so, so preparation, so pretty much just getting involved in like knowing someone that's already in it and kind of learning from them. That's, yeah, that's within, instead yeah. of some of the program, maybe you do learn some stuff in the programs, but like. But yeah, but getting, getting sure directly involved direct, with right the UN in, yeah. is, is gonna gonna help you out ten times more. And so a lot uh, of what I want to do with the program that, that I'm creating mm -hmm. is getting kids directly involved in the UN, um, and and not necessarily getting involved uh, with with the parliamentary system, right? Uh, as far as like the general assembly and and, and security council type aspect but more in the advocacy, um, you know, realm of, of getting involved, you know, how do they work on uh, the sustainable development goals, uh, the SDGs is something that, that's Wait, What's the SDGs? Because for people that don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. so Ag Agenda 2030 was created in uh, 2015 um, after uh, a 15 year period where they were doing the uh, MDGs, Millennial Development Goals. Okay. And so it's kind of a carry on from that and so that's agenda 2030 so there are 17 goals that they want to carry out leading into 2030 that they hope to either eradicate or be at a better status uh, of, of improving the quality of life for people across the world and so the number one uh, goal uh, i think that everybody can can identify with is as a, the biggest global problem is uh, is poverty you know yeah. and then and then poverty and so you got you know that goal you got uh you know um eradicating hunger um you know uh, affordable housing uh sustainable cities uh climate change and global warming uh ocean and water so these these are different goals and different things that you know the the agenda 2030 seeks to accomplish in the sustainable sustainable development goals and so a lot of organizations align with that what, what one of those goals here in rochester and they have no clue that they can get some leverage and some backing just being able to network with the international community right and so just being able to expose that to, to rochester is, is huge uh, on top of using the uh united nations association of rochester is going to be huge um for to, for those kids for, for the kids but yeah, just, well. just for the city in general um being able to kind of create a, a satellite location for for youth to be able to come to and organize and get direct involvement with with the un um and, and definitely save a lot of congestion mm -hmm. in, in new york city but uh just affordability right. um and, and just less distractions 
being in Rochester than it is in New York City. Um, and me having to leave DC because I worked a four day schedule from Monday through Thursday, I was leaving work, literally had my bags packed, leaving from, from Arlington Cemetery, going straight to you know, the train station or taking a bus or taking a train straight to New York City that night. And, and sometimes leaving in the middle of the night because I had to go back home or grab some extra work and I'll get there seven in the morning, bags and all, and I'm going straight to the UN. <laughs> and, you know, being there six, seven o'clock in the morning to the point where, you know, I knew the security people that worked in there. I knew who opened it up. I knew who raised the flags every morning. And, and those guys were people that I hung out with and, and developed a good relationship with. And, and, you know, that's where I was just in there in the morning. You know, I get to see, you know, the daily calendar, what's going on, what's the schedule looking like, and say, hey, I'm going to go to that meeting. I'm going to this meeting. I'm going to this meeting. So I'll, I'll prep my notes on, on what I need to need to look for, who are the people that I need to know inside those, those rooms, uh, try to find out, you know, who's going to be in the room, one of the biggest things. Um, you know what countries are going to be there and it gave me kind of a, a playlist to say okay this is how i'm going to maneuver and you know work my agenda in the room you know the and sometimes you'll get kind of a briefing of what that topic is going to be about and it'll give you like some framing questions of what's going to be discussed mm -hmm. and so then i can you know get my own questions based off of that on you know the agenda that i was doing with uh with the new future foundation and some other organizations that i work with right and, and so then i can be able to leverage our organization and say hey this is what we're doing or what about this you guys haven't addressed this in the conversation and then i can you know my, write my reports and be able to send that out to the different groups and, and we can be able to have a, a plan of attack on on how we need to address it, a certain issue or see okay we're, we're doing this but we right. need to more align it with this and we can get in favor of this nation, this mm -hmm. member state, and they're gonna back us. Right. So, oh man, that means your, your, your full experience there at, you know, just being there, like you definitely learned a lot, you've connected with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, that's that's invaluable, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't get a chance to, a lot of people are afraid to take their, that leap and like you just kept attacking it. And I just think that's the athlete. Yeah. You, um, just being that, that, that dog that's in yeah. you and like, yeah. and I, like we both have that. And it's just, you gotta, you gotta, you utilize that in life, like to do anything. So yeah. um, last thing, what would you leave with, what quote would you leave for everybody listening around the world? Um, maybe some of your friends from the United Nations too. Like what, what kind of quote <laughs> would you leave for everybody um, that, you know, that they can really like take with, take with them on the road? Um, I, I think you know just just being a being an athlete and and understanding the the value of teamwork uh you know this is something i've always always lived by it's something that was preached through through high school is you know iron sharpens iron is man sharpens another man uh we we constantly have and have to sharpen each other we constantly have to to push each other to those boundaries you know if it wasn't for martin luther king pushing our nation to the boundaries we wouldn't have the the type of equality we have today you know we wouldn't have the opportunities that we have today if it wasn't for susan b anthony you know pushing it to the boundaries to the point where you know she didn't see the fruits of her labor you know women wouldn't have the right to vote and so we make each other better by by pushing each other to the boundaries and when you look at you know, the samurai sharpening the sword, it, it's, a, it's a violent action. 
you know you're, you're scraping that metal and you're you're putting a lot of force into it sparks fly you know a lot of heat right right you know you know when uh when a hockey player is is, is you know you know uh, straightening up his, his blades you know it is violent you know it's a violent action there's a lot of heat there's a lot of friction it makes you uncomfortable mm. and and i think that's the biggest thing uh when when people say that phrase they're seeing it and they're thinking it's, it's something nice mm. I mean, it, it's not nice it's making you you got to make somebody uncomfortable for somebody to change mm. you know for for water to turn to ice it has to get uncomfortable those the molecules have to restructure it has to change and, and that's something that you know, iron sharpens iron. This man sharpens another man. That's what that represents. And, and we have to we have to force each other to change. We have to force each other to see a different perspective oh, and into into the positive light uh, that God wants us to see and to see our purpose. You know, we're not going to see it when when our eyes are covered. Right. You know, we got we got to get all that muck out of our eyes. Get all that you know that that garbage out of out of our out of our face and just in distractions. Yeah. You know, once you get those distractions and get uncomfortable, then you start to see your purpose and, and you go down that path and you realize how easy it is yep i, I think that's the biggest thing once is, you get once you get the habit going when, yeah. once you once you build good habits it, it becomes easy but it takes the first couple days or weeks to get yeah, get, to, the to get uncomfortable yeah so, yeah man wow that's some that's some deep stuff man I, leave your ig leave your facebook like leave everything <laughs> so everybody can follow you that's uh, listening. Uh, yeah um uh, heroic ave so super uh, that's my my Instagram. Um, uh, my my Facebook is Averin Heroic Collier. If anybody want to look look that up, um, I will be launching a website probably after the New Year's. Oh yeah, let them know about with, that. With, with more information that. on, on um, you know what I want to do in the community, how you can reach out to me, coordinating, setting up uh, meetings and stuff like that. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot I want to do in the community, different types of podcasts, getting information out there. Um, I'm definitely working with students and, and young people. I think it's most important. Uh, you know, we have to, to carry this generation because um, there's going to be a lot of change. Uh, I think that's the one yeah, of the biggest things that, that we're not addressing and in, in trying to stay in this old uh, framework. Changing, you know, huh? it, this, everything is becoming digital in a sense. Um, you know, we, we got to worry about renewable energies. We have to worry about this thing called climate change. It's real. Yeah. Um, we see it on our, on our coast right now, you know, with, with uh, Lake Ontario. This is something that, that's happening on, on an everyday basis and we have to be conscious of. And these are all problems that the next generation has to find solutions for. And um, being able to, to carry them into being creative, being adaptable to, to all the changes going on. You know, I feel like we're in a similar situation to, to post-World War II when, when they did create the, the United Nations where you have half the world is, is either dead or destroyed. Um, Europe, you know, bombed to, to shreds. Um, you had, you know, over two million people died and kill, killed in the Russian army, half a million people in the U.S. army, uh, you know, eight million Jewish people killed. Like, where do you go from here? How do you pick up yeah, the pieces? That's just tripping. And, right. Yeah, yeah. Hatred and, and, and so we're having the same situation right now, uh, globally, is with, with global, uh, global uh, warming and, and climate change. But just if you look at on on a global level, all the conflicts going on, whether it be in Hong Kong, Myanmar, yeah. India, uh, the Middle East, 
certain parts of, of Europe, you know, are, are erupting in protest, um, whether it be in Spain, yeah. where, you know, Catalina is trying to... <laughs> yeah, people, just want, people want change. People, yeah, people are tired of, like, the same things that's been going on, you know, same um, power that's been taken over yeah. for years and years, so they're getting tired. Can you leave the people with your phone number? Like, would you be mind leaving your phone number on here or not? Yeah, no, I, 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 I can leave my email. Okay, yeah, leave your email. All right, leave your email. I'm, I'm just saying for, for like kids that listen and stuff, yeah, to get in contact with you because I know sometimes you know like people they they rather like be you know how it is. It's more direct yeah. now. Everybody's like they want to have direct access. No, I mean I wouldn't even have left my phone number either. But I'm just, you know, smart, smart, smart answer, Yeah, so. I'll, I'll leave my email. It's Averin dot heroic at Gmail. So Averin A V E R I N dot heroic h-e-r-o-i-c at gmail uh, dot com and so feel free to, to shoot an email uh, if you want to connect and network we can set up a time where we can meet um i like uh, tea and coffee uh that, that, that's preferably I, I fast most of the time throughout the day uh but if you want to go somewhere where you can eat you know i, I won't feel uh uncomfortable or, or offended if you want to eat <laughs> Um, I'm very disciplined in that in that fashion, but um, but yeah, I, I'll make myself available uh, cool. to, to anybody that, that's willing to hear what I got to say and offer. Good stuff, man. No, I appreciate you, you know, being able to come on the show and um, you know, this little things like actually I can't wait to come on your show. I, I want to be on your show too on the podcast. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate there, I appreciate what you um, do, man. <laughs> the, the, what you do in the community is, is awesome. Um, you know, there, there's more people like you out there and, and you, you're their inspiration. You know, you're Thanks, my inspiration. Man. I wake up and I look, look, what, 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 the <laughs> what, you know, what, what was quitting doing today? You know, you motivated me, uh, even though I missed that, that four o'clock, five o'clock workout, but, <laughs> but like, you still motivated me. Cause when I worked in DC, I, I, w- I woke up at four o'clock, right. you know, I had to open up the gates at Arlington Cemetery at five, um, to, to let the workers in. And, and so, you know that kind of refresh me on like, you know what, I do need to get back on that. Exactly. And, and so you motivate me to get up, you know, at five o'clock every morning to be able to maximize my day where I can wake up and, and refresh and re-energize and know that, you know, I'm getting a three hour head start on most people. Right. And, and, and you know, that, that type of ambition, you can't stop somebody with that. And, and you help me uh, get that. And, and you're somebody that's gonna be doing great things and, and nothing can stop you, sky's the limit. You know, God has blessed you with, with so much ability that that no limitations can stop you. And, and, I, and like I said, I'm just grateful to be a part of your story. Uh, m- m- you know, more importantly, you know. No, I appreciate you, brother. That's you know, all love over here, man. Like Iron Sharp Resign, Proverbs 27, <laughs> 17. So, uh, no, I appreciate you, bro. And um, you know, we, we'll definitely have you back on in 2020. We're, we're hitting, uh, hitting the you know, next year. Oh, yeah, year, definitely, so. definitely. Definitely going to do some like-minded, you know, bounce back off of each other podcast. Yes. You know, get get some collaborations, you know, get some more people in this conversation that, that we play with, that, are, that played, especially athletes. Yeah, I think yeah. uh, that, that's huge, that, that being able to, to talk to different athletes on how to transition their life. Yeah. Um, because I'm not going to lie, I was lost at one point. You know what do I do without football? Yeah. You know what, what I don't I don't know what's going on. You know this isn't this isn't normal. Yeah. So <laughs> so so is this change? Yeah. Let's let's definitely let's talk about that next time. Let's yeah. go deep into that, and um, I think that would be a good conversation for athletes around the world that are listening that um don't know how to transition out. So 
Let's definitely yeah, yeah, lock in on that because I was feeling definitely the same around way. around the draft time. That'd be huge. Yeah, that'd be perfect actually. Yeah. So let's yeah let's let's swing right back around, probably like Aprilish. Yeah. Kind of do something yeah, like that r- so. around my birthday. Okay. All right now. All right. Yeah. Dirty thirty coming. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you. Cue guys out. Thank you for listening to the Life Journey Podcast with Quentin Gauze. To find out more and to follow the journey, visit Quentin's Instagram at QGauze or our business page at iron underscore visuals. For full recaps of the show, find us on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thank you for tuning in.